Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 28 in Be With Me in the book of 1 Peter. We're in chapter 5. I'm going to title today, Judging Domineering Ministry Styles. Hold on to your hats. We're talking about shepherds, and I'm going to read from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. So first point here is how do we know that leaders, elders, overseers, shepherds, and teachers is one office? Well, this is actually the main two passages that help us with that. Here in the in this exact passage, shepherds are also called elders, are also called overseers, uh, representing one office, three different names, three different kind of roles that make up one role. And then elsewhere in Scripture, it's added to this is teachers and, and leaders. So leaders, elders, overseers, shepherds, and teachers in the New Testament, it's all one office. Okay, so yesterday we talked about shepherding being kind of two big parts of this. Uh, one is the think big thing and one is the think small. One is the macro pastor, one is the micro pastor. The macro pastor is lead and guide, you know, herd your, your, your people, maybe protect goes, goes in that category. Then uh, on the small ball, thinking small and micro pastor, the care, the feeding, the tending, and maybe protecting in the, the individual. So obviously this is a high call and there's nothing better than being under the care of a person like this. There is a reason that God puts a man over you in this role and this office. It's for your good, it's for your joining together, it's for your growth, it's for your for the fruit of you and the fellowship of the of, of the whole church. And if you're not under a person like this, my charge for you today is get under a person like this. Why? Because that's the way God designed this. Um, and done well, it's one of the greatest things in the words in the world. And with no respect to Stephen Curry, but if you think that shooting a basketball into a hoop from the three-point line or beyond the three-point line is difficult, try pastoring. And poorly done, it results in people being scattered and people being snatched. So it's of such importance. So here's the points for today. Number one, it's God's flock. It's God's flock among you. Uh, shepherd the flock of God. That's the big picture here. Don't forget that or everything else kind of crumbles. Secondly, it's for you to give oversight to. That is your careful attention. It's it's precious. This is God's precious church and you should be acting like it and caring for it with, you know, with some uh, level of care. So the careful looking of a pastor is the, is the start of fruitful ministry in a whole bunch of people. All right, number three, it's to be entered into by call and not by compulsion. It's not supposed to, you know, you don't want a forced obligation here. It's much less, quote unquote, ought to and much more eager to, more want to. God loves those who loves his church and that, and God loves those who want to serve it in this way. All right, let's talk about money. Fourth point for today, not for shameful gain. Uh, it means don't have a fondness for, for dishonest gain, filthy lucre is how it's sometimes uh, translated. So to care for God's people and sheep in God's flock, the pastor must have the money part of his life not be a problem. 
this greed or lover of money is a, a very bad thing in a pastor and an elder it's a bad trade in elder in everybody but because of like the force multiplier of the role it becomes even e even worse in first timothy 6:10 it says it's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs so that's just for everybody imagine it if you multiply it into pastors it's not different in pastors but because of the position and influence it's just more dangerous and then the final point here for today is not domineering so domineering refers to a shepherding style a leadership form of practice where god-given power god-given authority moves to overpowering and the appointed ruling that's necessary of the office morphs into running roughshod and running without restraint so this discerning application of authority that god gives in this passage and many others becomes much more complete dominion so it's the shepherding of god's house that transition into lording over so the kind of the soundbite for today is lording with the small l lording over the lord's capital l's house so lording over the lord's house so god cares about content and sound doctrine and truth absolutely that's all the way it's all through the bible but god also desires and sees and i think by this passage here judges the method of ministry so the exercise of the pastor's character comes out in the ministry so if you hear hey that's just my ministry style as if it's some sort of an excuse or explanation, I think this passage gives a uh, more than a gentle warning here. It, it, it says, be careful in the manner of the ministry. It's to be done in a certain way, not just you know ministry in any way, it's ministry done in a certain way. It's characterized by careful and wise utilization of the necessary power of the office. So yes, you are over those in your charge, but, Good pastors are not allowed to, they are not at liberty to domineer. So a pastor's power is limited in scope. Well, that's because it's God's flocks, not yours. And secondly, it's also limited in its method, in the style of ministry. So here's what it says. Elders among you, shepherds, pastors, not domineer over those in your charge, but be an example. Thank you for listening.